The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. We're getting schooled today. We certainly are, and we appreciate it. Uh, individuals, uh, listeners uh, texted in to tell us what the equipment's called. The Thumpy Thumpy, we believe, is a, a piling drill. Is that? I think the Thumper Thumper is the piling drill. Okay. And I, th- I thought the one that I was talking about, it might have been the tunnel boring machine, but that was a tunnel going down. This was going from up in the sky down, <laughs> All right. not through the ground, not, like not making the LRT underground. We were talking about, uh, we were saying... I just Googled a tunnel boring machine. <laughs> I bet you that's not on the list of top 100 Googles of 2018. Mm. Uh, we were talking about, hey, you, you know, who is the guy, we said, uh, that uh, figures all this stuff out? And got this uh, text, a great one. Jalen and Andrew, spelled correctly, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, well done. I used to work on the Henday no Project... No in my name. Well, that, you close. know what, that's fine. <laughs> I used to work uh, on the Henday Project as a a field engineer and regarding your questions it's not actually one guy but an army of engineers technicians and skilled workers who collaborate to put the roads and highways together the design engineers drop the plans then it gets uh, sent to the alberta government for approval once the design has been approved it goes to field engineers to ensure uh, they have the proper materials needed to construct also the field engineers like myself communicate the approved plans to the technicians, surveyors, and tradespeople mm. to finally get the material into the ground. That from Jason. Appreciate that. Huh. Thumpy Thumpy is a pile driver. Yeah. I, I thought that too when I heard the word drill. I'm like, well, they're not drilling. They're just pounding, right? Pile driver. I think that's right. In fact, I'm confident that's right. <laughs> I mean, if you Google Thumpy Thumpy, you get uh, a picture of a pile driver, I'm not so... I'm not sure that that's the picture that you would get, actually. <laughs> that depends what restrictions have I'm been placed on really your computer. I'm sh- not really sure. It's 308. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, listen, speaking of, yeah, speaking of work, yeah. uh, we've talked about this before, but it's interesting. There's a New Zealand company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried something new, a four-day work week, but they did it differently. Now, the last time we talked about this, we talked about companies that were trying a four-day work week, but what they were doing was saying, well, listen, if you work 10 hours hours a day, you can have the Friday off, so they're getting the same number of hours. But this company tried four eight-hour days, but paid their employees for five. It's a a company in New Zealand called Perpetual Guardian. They manage trust, wills, and estates. Mm -hmm. So... What they found was, in a nutshell... And, and the cool thing is, is they actually had... They wanted to see how this was going to work, so they brought in people to, to analyze, analyze right. it all. And, and they looked at uh, productivity. They looked at, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, just the demeanor of their employees and their happiness levels. They looked at um, customer satisfaction. They looked at all aspects of their business by reducing... Um, to what, I guess that's 32 hours, 32 right? hours, yep. So here's what they found, uh, and we wouldn't be talking about it if they found the obvious. Here's what they found. they were Their employees were happier, they were more productive, the customers were satisfied, and they saved money. Mm-hmm. And they the way they saved money was things like, well, by only being open four days a week, they weren't paying for electricity and other uh, things in the factory, in the factory, they were trust people. But anyways, they weren't turning the lights on. They weren't using water. They weren't, you know, so there was savings associated with that. They found that the the statement that I saw in this from the president of the company is the best argument. I've I've never heard this argument Mm -hmm. before. He said it. 
And I, I just went, wow, that is so smart. And the statement was basically this, that employers have always employed employees on the basis of time. Mm-hmm. So they've always said, it's a 40-hour work week, or it's a 20-hour work week, or we expect this many hours from our employees, right? And oftentimes, um, you know, you're paid by the hour. And what he said was, that actually makes no sense. What you're saying is that employees are not productive all day long. We know that from other mm-hmm. studies as well. So what you're saying is, I'm paying you just to show up and be here. Yeah, that's right. What I should be paying you for is to produce. Mm-hmm. So he says, listen, given that I'm paying, I, I, I need a certain amount of production out of my employees per week. If they can do it in 32 hours, which in this case they, they did, did, he's saying, great. Why would there be a drop in pay? You got yeah. the work done. Yeah. He said uh, they worked out where they were wasting time and they worked smarter, not harder. So, you know, and think about this. Meetings reduced from two hours to 30 minutes. Two-hour meetings? Come on. From two hours to 30 minutes. And they created signals for their colleagues that they needed time to work without distraction. I think this is brilliant. And, you know, today I was telling you, I was a little, uh, you know, we started the show by saying I was a little out of sorts. So on Thursdays, we tape announcers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come in early or earlier than I normally do. We tape announcers. Then I do all my show prep at my desk where I normally would do it in my basement in the office of my home. So I sit there with a coffee and a cigarette and I read the articles. Well, when I'm here, what I find is people don't expect me to be here. So they come over and talk to me and I'm not getting my work done. I mean, I totally get where this is coming from that does it really matter how many hours you're in the office as long as you're producing exactly what they need you to produce. And think about these meetings that we've been to or others have been to. And, and it doesn't really matter if you work in an office or not. You've had safety meetings in the uh, warehouse or the factory, right? And they go on and on and on. And these people have just said, look, get the message done in 30 minutes, not two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, put a little red flag on your desk that says, do not disturb. Um, they basically just told everybody that, listen, if these you These are want, the new rules, and we're yeah, going to follow them. This is right. what's done. Just be aware and cognitive, you know, that it's, your employee, your coworker may need some privacy to get their work done. It's, it's making, it's it's knowing what those rules are, the mm-hmm. new rules are, and then actually implementing them and sticking to them. And I mean, but fu- do you think about it? I mean, a four-day work week at a, at a, at a 32-hour work week at a 40 our pay. Mm-hmm. Hello. And among the other things they found, not only were there was there more satisfaction at work, and not only was there, in fact, productivity not only didn't decline, it increased. Mm-hmm. So what they found with people being more efficient, that they were actually outproducing what they had been doing in 40 hours. But the other thing they found is that when asked about their home life, that oh, people described a much better home life, that they were spending more time with family, that yeah. their relationships were stronger, that they felt more relaxed on Monday when they came in because every weekend's a mm-hmm. long weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. I think it's a brilliant idea. I do as well. The New Zealand government has actually acknowledged what this company has done and has suggested that other companies should take a serious yeah. look at it. And didn't work so well. I think in France. I mean, they they've tried it a, elsewhere. They did a thirty. They they mandated a thirty-five hour work week uh, in two thousand. I remember this. And businesses complained of reduced competitiveness and increasing hiring hiring costs. But again, you know what the problem there was. So in France, uh, they said, "Well, listen, we have to hire more employees because everyone's only no. working thirty-five hours, no. right?" But what they were doing is taking the number of hours that they wanted their operation to uh, be open and spreading it uh, over more employees. So they were saying, "Okay, so we're." 
open Monday to Friday. Um, so what we'll have is some people come in Tuesday to yeah. Friday, others come in Monday to Thursday, some people do, you know, whatever. Um, what this company said is, no, we're not open on Fridays. Like, that's just it. Like, we're, that whole day is off. And your customers mm. get used to it, and away you go. I mean, I think if you could work in that, uh, in, a, in a job like that, how wonderful. I'm willing to give it a try. <laughs> I am absolutely willing to give it a try. I don't know that I'd be more productive. I'm not sure that I spend the time with my family, but I mean, listen, it worked in New Zealand. You never know. I think some jobs would work better. I don't think this job really. Well, this and probably frontline care at hospitals. Be, you, you can't really have take to be the Friday here every day. Yeah, at least partially here. Yeah. Well. That was the whole point of bringing up that story. So oh, sure. okay. Well, I, I think I was the wrong person to bring it up with. Yeah, maybe. Eh? Although I think every time you bring it up with Sid, it doesn't go very far. <laughs> I have at one time or another suggested this to Sid in various forms. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and over again. And he always smiles and politely uh, answers me. I think I told you this uh, before. Is when I was working, when I first started working... Um, full-time, uh, was working in Thunder Bay at the TV station. I think I only got two weeks off a year, and mm. I couldn't afford to go anywhere because I was making no money, so I just took long weekends during the summer. I took every Friday off or every Monday off. Oh, that'd be delightful. And did that way, and it was really quite lovely. Um, kind of give you a little taste of that. Yeah, I did. It, it was really nice. Huh. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. About what? A bit of an update for oh, those who were listening between 2 and 2.30. So we have a carburetor problem at our house. Mm. And I just, you know, I was, whatever. And then listeners, several of them, and I didn't read the text because it's not of interest to, you know, the broad base of listeners, but several people who know carburetors were saying, hey, listen, you know, either take an Allen key and unscrew the bottom and check to see if, you know, uh, there's something jammed in there. Others were saying just turn it on and off several times and it might shake whatever's jamming it free or... Well, now Carol has sent me a video, and she says, make sure your volume is up, which I'm guessing she's forgotten that I do radio, and, but it's the step-for-step -step instructions to replace the... Mm. Didn't I tell you that eventually she yeah. would just go, well, yeah, yeah. here, I'll just do it. She does all the plumbing in our house. It's, it's not a good thing. Why is it not a good thing? Yeah, it just it worries me because she's very successful in her... You did the electricity and you screwed that up. I did not. You Everything did. works in my house. Everything so works perfectly. you got perfectly. blown back down the stairs. Yes, there's been some mishaps, <laughs> but everything works. Now? Yeah. And you glow at night? I do not want my wife playing around with something that has blades and spins quickly. So we'll see what happens there. Okay. And I've had several offers of people to come take a look. But I'm again, just going to say better her than you. What? I would say better Carol than you doing it. Oh, I thought you meant better her losing fingers than no, me. No, 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 no. No, no, Okay, sorry. Well, no, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> God only knows what that looks like. All right, listen. An update, then I'll leave this alone for the rest of my life. <clears throat> I have now received a video from my wife of our garburetor with the instructions make sure your volume is up which during the break I did and what it is is our garburetor working so I said oh did you fix it she texted back yes <laughs> I said how she goes you know what 
let's just say it's what I do. (laughs) 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 All right, good. So that takes care of that. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well done, Andrew, for the support. (laughs) Um. Check this out, and you know, I had the conversation with the kid when he was home from Tokyo, and apparently over there not too long ago, there was a huge arena sold out, tens of thousands of people there Mm -hmm. watching like a competitive gaming a gaming competition, yeah. and he said, mark my words, he says, that's going to be an Olympic sport someday. You know, in fact, that is definitely going to be an Olympic sport it's a possi- Well, the possibility. No, China has already said mm. that in 2022, um, eSports, they call it, um, it will be included as a medal event in the 2022 Asian Games in China. Okay, so it's not the Olympics, but not it's the, the Olympics, Asian Games. But yeah. they're actually going to have it as a medal sport, but the IOC... And now yeah. they're they're walking they're testing this, the ground. Yeah, they're walking this back a little bit because there's been some uh, pushback to it. But they're looking at having uh, sort of a symposium to kind of okay. discuss the possibility of having video games in the Olympics. And uh, as I say, there was a bit of a backlash to that. So IOC President well, Thomas Bach has said he has concern over the violent nature of esports. There's a lot of talking to be done. Um, so at this point, this is purely an exploratory mm-hmm. meeting. Yeah, so there's going to be a two-day eSports forum in Switzerland, and they're, they're saying that they need to get a better grip on competitive gaming, that they need to understand it better, they need to understand the popularity of it, how it would work. You know, They talk about the violence of it, all of that. Well, and they didn't mention it, but what about the opportunity to, you know, with all the computer hacks out there these days, you would think a video game would be something yeah. that could be potentially manipulated yeah. as well. Well, it's, it's Olympic sports, though. Come on. <laughs> they're, well, they're potentially manipulated at every level, right? I, I mean, I'm but, in no way in favor of this because I don't think that's what, that's what the Olympics are based I, upon. I don't, I don't, I don't think that uh, competitive gaming is a, an Olympic sport. Um, if you fall into the outline of what the Olympics stand for, although, gosh, I mean, there's been so many changes over the past number of years, and you look at some of the sports that are in there, um, but they say eSports is huge, this gaming, there's 250 million players around the world, it's worth a billion dollars annually. Sure, there's a lot of money in it, and yeah. money's the most important factor here, because uh, honestly, well, I don't think anyone from the IOC is listening, if you want the IOC to agree to a sport... Oh, write him a check. Exactly. That's what you money do. Money talks. So yeah. there's a ton of money behind this, and I can see where uh, there'd be groups that would advocate yeah. for this, and that the IOC for enough money would include it. But I think that would be the death of the Olympics. It's not about. It's not about. It's about physical skill, isn't it? The Olympics is not about, you know, mental skill and and dexterity with your fingers on a controller. I don't think. I mean, is that different though than, you know. Whatever. I guess every sport kind of uses a little bit of equipment, but I don't know. Even curling, I thought, was a bit of a reach because, you know, and I love curling, and I, I even watch curling, so it's not that I don't like the sport. But, you know, anytime an Olympic athlete can 
hold a drink in one hand and a broom in the other. Yeah, it doesn't but, see, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but you know what? That's that's changed a lot. You, it you're has. You're looking at old school Olympics. Yeah. You, you look at those guys now and gals out there and, you know, how they train and, and <laughs> look at the Northern Ontario race. Sure. My goodness. No, you're right. Um, but would you sit around and watch I, I, a 14-year-old play Andrew, Hitman I, or I something? I mean, but there are yeah. tens of thousands of people out there who are already doing it. Mm-hmm. They're already doing okay, so it. Is, They're are the, showing up in sure. stadiums and watching people competitive games. Well, I want to know, what do you think? 630-630 or 496-0063. Am I wrong? Because I'm thinking that the I Olympics know. are based on physical um, skill, not mental skill, which this basically is. Well, I think Olympics is physical and mental. I don't see very much physicality. No physical, exactly. I, don't, I, I don't see much physicality. I know, oh, you might break a sweat if you're gaming for a long time and your thumbs <laughs> might get sore mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff, but it certainly doesn't compare to would you watch gymnastics it? Gymnastics or like you said, even curling. Tens of thousands of people have collected to watch these tournaments. So we had, when it was at West Ham and mm-hmm. the place was packed, right? Yep. It wasn't tens of thousands, but, but it was packed. Would I watch it on TV during the Olympics? Probably not. And you're a gamer. You like you I do like, like games, but I like playing the game. I don't like watching somebody else play the game. And I don't know how you'd qualify people for this. I suppose you'd have tournaments. and You'd have tournaments and most points and all that sort of stuff. They'd have to pick, obviously, the game, too. Like, mm-hmm. so is it going to be a sports game to keep it with the theme of the Olympics? Will it be... Because, as the president said, you know, a lot of these games are very violent, so he wouldn't want anything like that in the Olympics. So if you take all violent games out of the equation... Car racing. Could be. I guess I no I, I yeah I mean it's a long way off they they're they're they say they would like to have it as a demonstration sport in 2024. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they do though, right? Yeah. Like they every country gets to pick away. a demonstration sport, and they like Canada picked the Olympics and or picked uh, curling in '88, and with the hope that it's popular and then becomes a, a mm-hmm. actual component, which it did of the Olympics, right? I just I can't. I, I can't and see I don't this think one. We can, I don't think we can see it here, maybe in North America, but I, I'm going to suggest that in, in um, certainly in, in China, in Japan, in, in certain countries, that it would, be hugely, it would be hugely popular. I mean, you know, I have not read any of these arguments, but I can see the arguments for them. I mean, I can see people saying, well, the Olympics are less popular than each time yeah, they're less year. popular you know, than they were before, and this would bring in perhaps a younger audience to watch the Olympics and oftentimes and we know this to be true I mean we watch the Olympics we end up gaining interest in a sport that we know nothing mm-hmm. about because it happens to be part of the coverage yeah. I mean okay but even that two-man curling or whatever I found myself like okay yeah. well when's the gold medal game like I'd actually watch that it's like, again it's the whole sport aspect of the, right. athle- the athleticism of it I mean we could have competitive baking Right, like it's <laughs> <laughs> Com- Canada takes the gold you know, typing. There's, there's tons of people that watch competitive cooking shows too. True, but there's a place for that, right? There's reality shows in which people compete to bake a cake or make a meal or whatever. It's not an Olympic sport. I mean, what is the Olympics then? Is it just physicality? Because I think it is. Isn't it supposed to be the best athletes? And is a gamer an athlete? No, is a baker an athlete? I think no. that's what it comes down to: is a gamer an athlete? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no as well, but I'm open to a conversation on it. The 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross, weekdays at two on 6:30 Chad.